Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you are at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you, friends, for joining us today for this episode of Hope Along the Journey. I'm Mark Cravens, your host, and it's always a joy to have you to join me in each and every session that we have together as we talk about the good things of God, as we share a message of hope and encouragement to those who are listening. Thank you for being part, again, of of today's episode. I just want to encourage you today, if you would, take a moment and send me an email. My email address is hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. Again, that's hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. I'd love to hear what you have to say about the podcast or the broadcast or whatever venue you're listening to today's episode through. I know a number of you are listening. I meet a lot of you out there on the road, and you tell me that you're listening and how much it means to you. Shoot me an email if you would. Also, I want to encourage you to go to our website at hopealongthejourney.org. Again, that's hopealongthejourney.org, and you'll see a screen pop up that says, Stay in Touch. Love for you to submit your email to us so that we can be in touch with you. Um, This month's newsletter is going out today or tomorrow, but you will at least be on next month's, the December newsletter, and we'd love to have you. A lot of cool information is on there and keeps you abreast of what's going on with the Hope Along the Journey ministry. One more thing. Would you consider sharing the podcast or broadcast with a friend? Uh, if you want to share it on your Facebook or social media, that would be wonderful. Or just call a friend up or send it to them by a text message, send them a link and say, hey, here's something I think you should listen to that would be a source of encouragement to you. So we thank you so much for all that you're doing, for your prayers, for your financial support to keep this ministry going. May God richly bless you. Well, it's a joy today to have here ready to go None other than my son-in-law, Nick James. Nick, hey, welcome to today's episode of Hope Along hey, the Journey. It is great to be here, man. It is awesome. Thank hey, you for having me. Hey, Doc. And anytime, man. I tell you what, as long as you keep producing those beautiful granddaughters, <laughs> I'll, I'll have you on once a month if I need to. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Nick is married to my daughter, Jacinda, and he is the father of two of my beautiful granddaughters, and uh, they were just with us for Thanksgiving, and what a joy it was to be with them. But while we were together, Nick, you and I, we've talked about this many times, but we finally got it nailed down we were going to do this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wanted to have you on here to talk about the Timothy Initiative. Yeah. Nick is a pastor in... Help me get this right. Is it Rusheville? It's Rusheville. It looks like Russia, you know, Rusheville, Indiana. Well, and uh, yeah. Next time I hear about the Russians, I'll be thinking about that. The Russians, <laughs> yeah. the Russian. <laughs> so in Rusheville, Indiana, he pastors there the Oakland Christian Church. It's a growing church. They just mm. put a beautiful new sanctuary. They just built. They got a growing congregation. Yep. A lot of exciting things happening there. But we want to talk about the Timothy Initiative. So what I'd like for you to do to begin with today, if you would, 
Yeah. Tell us what is the Timothy Initiative? Yeah, so I got connected through the Timothy Initiative um, when I became a pastor at Oakland. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to meet David Nelms. He's the president, the founder of Timothy Initiative. And I got to know them. What the Timothy Initiative is, um, it's a church planting movement that uses discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is a missions organization, but they don't send missionaries overseas. So every church that's planted is planted by a local um, and it's an amazing, it's an amazing organization and they're planting hundreds of thousands of churches. Um, they have millions of disciples and disciple makers. And so what the Timothy initiative does and how, how it works is that they have, um, what they would consider a Paul mm-hmm. and a Paul will find a Timothy And he will train that Timothy. He will disciple them. He will train them how to plant churches. And then that Timothy has to find what they call a Titus. And that Titus is being discipled the same material, the same curriculum, but the Timothy is teaching the Titus while the Paul is teaching the Timothy. And then when the Timothy takes on his disciple, um, then, then he's considered a Timothy and then the Timothy will the Timothy that was discipling the Titus becomes a Paul, and so it is a discipleship movement. Um, and they are they are their focus. This is the cool part. This is what I love about them is that um, in the missions world, um, there are three billion people that, on average. Um, according to estimates that are un- what they would consider a UPG, an unreached people group. Okay. So these are people that have never heard mm-hmm. the gospel. They've, they've never seen a Bible. Um, and there are just billions of people out there that have never heard the name of Jesus. And what's shocking is that 3% of all discipleship organizations that are out there, only 3% of Christian workers and 1% of missions giving is focused on the unreached people groups of the world. That um, is incredible. It, it's shocking. When you think it's, it's shocking, really is shocking, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And so the Timothy initiative, they're the complete opposite of, of everything that's out there. They are, that is their sole focus is they are working on getting the UPGs to be no longer UPGs. Um, they mm-hmm. want to reach the unreached and so the best way to do that is not to send a missionary over there. It's to find a local, to convert that local, to go under a two-year training process with that local. And then that local person, whether that's in the Congo or Kenya or Nicaragua mm-hmm. or Myanmar mm-hmm. or India, it doesn't matter where, and they will go into those towns um, and they will um, – They'll, they'll plant a church and then they'll make converts and then somebody in that church will go to the next town over and they'll plant a church there. Um, and it's spreading like wildfire. I mean, it just, it's, it's spreading like crazy. Um, wow. and it's so it's, it's amazing the work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of is a, um, you know, just a short picture of what the Timothy initiative is, what they do, what they believe. Here's the really neat part. Okay. Here's where, where it gets really, really neat is they are they have decided that 
while they're not merging, that they are working hand in hand with other missions organizations that are also focused on the UPGs of the world. Okay. And so what, what they've done, and I actually met the guy who designed this, they have mapped out. So you know how like in America, we live in counties, okay, right? Like I live in Carroll County, Indiana, okay? You live in Hamilton County. Well, they've mapped out all the counties of Africa and um, Asia, and then they've, they've figured out um, which counties mm-hmm. have either churches and Christians, so okay. that would be like a green county, okay. or what counties have just Christians but no churches, so that would be like a yellow county, and then there are counties that have no Christians and no churches. And so wow. what they've done is they've mapped out the entire world, what counties have churches, what counties have Christians, what counties have none of it. And then they're working hand in hand with other mission organizations. So like one we might be familiar with is like crew. I'm sure you've heard of crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Timothy initiative and crew, they mm-hmm. they're different. They have different systems. They have different processes. They have a different approach, but the goal is the same for both of them. And so Timothy initiative will say, okay, well, I'm going to take this County and you take that County and this other organization will take this County and so what they're doing is, and they've, they've created a project called Achieve. Mm-hmm. And Achieve is, the acronym is a church in every village everywhere. And so these different yeah. organizations yeah. have decided we don't want any more UPGs, no more unreached people groups. Mm-hmm. And they believe in the next 12 years that they can reach every unreached people group, every town, every village has a church, has a discipleship planting church there yeah. in every town. And so it is It is amazing. It's just incredible. It's just mind-blowing. Well, you know, Nick, not to get too far off the subject here, but you know, one of the things, you know, here in America, we're just constantly, you know, you, you hear so much about, oh, if things get worse, you know, Jesus is going to have to come at any moment and rescue us out of all this mess, blah, blah, you know, blah, 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 blah. And yet, when you look at a global picture— there's the largest percentage of people around the world are still unreached with the gospel message. Yeah. So it only would make sense that Jesus is not returned yet because the gospel yeah. has not reached yet to have reached around the world. The yeah. majority of people in the world today, there's still this unreached people group that needs to be reached for Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, even if you look at so they they point out the passage of Revelation five where it talks about every tribe, every village. Yes. Yes. Is 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 praising the name of Jesus, and they're saying, "Well, this hasn't happened yet, right? Because because we need there's so there's three billion people, about seven thousand people groups that have never even seen a Bible or heard the name of Jesus. Wow! And so they're saying that can't that can't take place until this takes place of yes. these unreached people groups. So that's, that's their mission. That's yeah. their goal. Um, they're incredibly successful in what they're doing. Um, and what's amazing is they haven't even been around that long. They started in around 2005, I think. Um, and well, so it's, it's really amazing what's taking place. Incredibly optimistic, too, which is yeah. something that I, that I think is so refreshing and brings so much hope and excitement is the fact that there are groups out there that are very hopeful that, there's gonna, that they're going to make a difference for people who have never heard the message of Jesus Christ. I think that's just yeah. so exciting and thrilling. Well, you yeah. recently, you recently, Nick, took a trip. So tell yep. us about the trip you took 
with the Timothy Initiative? Yeah, so uh, through Oakland, I've been able to get um, a close relationship with David Nelms. He's the founder, president of TTI, um, and he's a great guy. And he invited me um, to go to um, Dubai out in the Middle East. And what we were doing in Dubai was, so TTI is in uh, so many countries. And so what they did in Dubai was it was a summit, a leadership summit with th- third 300 different men from 30 different countries. Um, and they met together to go over to get, kind of receive some encouragement to receive mm-hmm. some training. Mm-hmm. But these were the guys that are leading the work in that country. So they're kind of the overseers of the nation for the TTI project. Okay. Um, and these men, I, I mean, it was just humbling to meet these guys from Nigeria, Congo, Nicaragua, Myanmar, yeah. Yeah. Vietnam, India, Nepal. Um, wow. uh, and, and these guys, these are just incredible people and to shake their hands and to hear their stories about what's going on and their testimonies of how they've converted mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Um, there was once, there was one story from a guy in India. He was a devout Buddhist and he was very, very poor. And he had one cow and he said that cow was bringing in my income. And one of his neighbors received Jesus and went to tell him about it. And he said, I cursed him out. And I said, get out of my house. And, but the guy kept witnessing to him and sharing with him. And he said, I, um, I, one night there was a storm that rolled in and the chain that the cow was, was, was connected to got around the cow's neck and was killing the cow. And he said, I, I had, if I lost that cow, he goes, I lost everything. He goes, I already had nothing. He goes, but that was my one thing. And he goes, I cried out and I said, Jesus, if you're real, will you please save my cow? And he goes, immediately the chain broke. He goes, immediately the chain broke. And he said, the next morning I went to my neighbor and I said, what do I have to do? I have to receive Jesus Christ as my savior. And he said, this is the real thing. And he said, um, and now, so he went under the TTI training. So he's, he is a, a Timothy who is receiving the training from a Paul. And this guy is going to become a Paul himself. And then his goal is to plant 2,500 churches in India over the next five years. Praise God. Isn't that great? And so, yeah. and, and I mean, he is, wow, he is devoted to the mission of what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I know that sounds like a lot. Like, it sounds like, how can you possibly do that? But the way that the Timothy Initiative is set up, it's a brilliant system. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they have really figured out how to streamline this. Um, and, and it's possible. I mean, this guy, this guy can absolutely do that. And so it's happening. That's, That's exciting. Cool. It's really neat. Yeah. And so, but to be able to shake these guys' hands and, you know, one of the things we were there for three days in Dubai and, um, you know, one of the things that was just so awesome was I, I would sit down with these guys every lunch. So we had seminars in the morning, seminars yes. in the evening, but at lunch we could come together and talk. And I, Mark, I had a goal. I'm like, man, I'm going to talk to these guys. I want to get their stories. You know, sure. I'm, yes. I'm not going to sit with the other American pastors as cool as those guys were. I want to talk to these guys. And so I, I, don't blame I sat you. down yeah. and I mean, there was definitely the language barrier, you right. know, um, but I said, one of the questions I kept asking every table was how do you, how do you witness to people? You know, I said, you're dealing with Muslims. These guys, some of these guys are dealing with Buddhists, Hindus, um, you know, and some other different kind of religions, witch doctors. I mean, everything. I mean, just, just everything. I said, how do you share your faith? 
And, you know, I'm, I'm a believer in apologetics and, and the logical things of, of Christianity. And, but what they shared was so powerful because it's so simple. And, and they said, you know, what we do, I mean, different tables, different countries, nationalities, and they all said the same thing. They said, we first, we listen to their story. They said, we want to listen to what, they, what their story, who they are, what they do. And we try to build a relationship with them. And then they said, we eventually will share our story. They talk about, they said, we're going to share our testimony. We're going to talk about what Jesus has done for our life and how he saved us. And then he said, we transition right from there into God's story. And we talk about the gospel. We talk about Jesus. And they said, that reaches that simple amazing, three point, you yeah. know, you know, Mark, we're, we're, we're both preachers. We love our three points, you know, so that little <laughs> three point outline, right. And a poem, got to throw a poem yeah. in there, doc. <laughs> and a poem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, that little three point outline <laughs> yeah. is what they use. Yeah. I mean, these guys, some of them were from Congo, um, India, uh, Myanmar. Um, these are, these are heavily persecuted areas. Um, you know, some of it is not even because of their faith. The guys from Myanmar, they're getting bombed on by their own government mm -hmm. for, for no reason. And, um, but some of these guys, there was one guy in Vietnam, he was like, I've been in prison more times than I can count. And because someone asked him, they said, how many times have you gone to jail for sharing your faith? And he goes, I, I don't know anymore. I lost count. <laughs> Unbelievable. And, yeah. But that's what he does. He listens to their story. He shares his story. And then he tells God's story. And I just, I just love the simplicity of that because all of us can do that. Yeah, anyone who's that's just, just, absolutely just right. a Christian, anyone can do that. Yeah, you don't have to take a semester in evangelism at some mm -hmm. college or, or read three or four no. books to get this, you know, and, 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 it, and I, it's just so powerful. I mean, you think about it, even the Apostle Paul, when he had the opportunity, what did he always yes. fall back on? Yes. He always fell back on the story. It was yes. always the story that he fell yep. back on. And yep. I, I think that's so powerful. I think that's so encouraging. It should give people who are listening right now some sense of courage or hope that, you know what, you can go out there and do this. Tell me your story. I'll tell you my story. And then we'll, then I'd like to share God's story with you. Yes. And, yep. and that's so non-threatening. And yes. wow, that's, that's powerful. So what, yeah. what were some of those m other maybe like moving or memorable experiences you had while you were there? Oh, uh, I mean, the worship was just powerful. I mean, these, these are people that have just a tremendous heart of worship. Um, and they were praising God. And I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we like to sing three songs and then we're ready for the message, but, <laughs> but out there, I mean, they <laughs> love to worship. I mean, they oh, I know for over an hour. And to them, that is just a beautiful time. And then not that they don't want the message because they do, but they, I mean, it's just, it was awesome. Because they'll sit um, for more than an hour and listen to you preach too. Yeah. They will. I, I mean, know. they will. I and, know. you know, I think, I think one of those, the most touching things with, with the part in Dubai was just, there was just a, a familiarity of you're my brother, you're my sister, yes. you know, like there's, there's language barriers, there's culture barriers, there's all those barriers. But at the end of the day, you and yes, I, there's a, right. there's a kindredness there. Yes. Um, I could almost get emotional talking about it because, you know, I could hardly talk to these guys, yeah. but they would smile at you. They'd shake their hand. Yeah. They'd say, Hey, God loves you. You know? And it was like, that is my brother in Christ right there. And he's, he's somebody that 
you know, is, is going to, you know, very willing to die for his faith. Yes, and that's so right. Am, so, you know what, but so am I, and we're here together doing this. And that is the uniting, it's, it's uniting. Um, and it yeah. was just a beautiful spirit oh, among those leaders, among the, the humility of those men. They weren't there. I mean, these guys are responsible for thousands and thousands and thousands of people getting saved and they're not there bragging about it. They're not there. They just, they just wanted to connect yeah. with other guys, receive some encouragement, yeah. get some training, um, and go back, do the work. Um, and it was just, it was, that was just powerful. That's so great. that was really the first part of the trip. Mm-hmm. So there was the Dubai part of it. And then do you want me to talk about the Ethiopia side? Yeah. Of it? Tell a little bit about that. And I think there was even a baptism you were involved in. So yes, yeah, tell yes. us about some of this. So the summit was all of these, these 30 different countries, all the these leaders coming together. But then what was cool was, um, then we spent four days in Ethiopia. So we flew from Dubai to Ethiopia where um, the work there is very fresh. They just started about eight months ago. And um, it was – so the first thing we got to do was meet the, the head leaders of the work that's taking place in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And it was really neat because some of these guys that – I mean they're the head part of, of what's happening in this nation. Mm-hmm. And they shared their story about, you know, we were Christians um, – and we were trying to see people get saved and it just wasn't working. And one guy said, you know, I was going to leave Ethiopia. He goes, I was done with this country. He goes, it's corrupt. It's, it, there's war all the time. And he goes, I was done with this nation. And then they got familiar with the Timothy initiative mm-hmm. and what the Timothy initiative does and how they work. And one guy said, you know, when I first heard of it, I thought it was fraudulent. I thought it was all wrong. He goes, I was angry at it. I hated the people that were a part of it. And then he goes, I started to see what was being done. And now this guy is leading a huge section of Ethiopia in this work. And the one guy that said he's going to leave, he goes, man, I am so on board with TTI. He goes, I'm never leaving my country. I'm going to stay and do this work until I die here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was so cool to meet those guys who were leading it. But the cool part, the really neat part was that we got to travel around and I mean, and then we're talking off road, Mark, I mean, we're off road mm-hmm. yeah. in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, but we got to meet these churches that were being planted. So, you know, in Dubai, you're kind of at the top level, the bird's eye view of Ethiopia, but then uh, of the TTI, but then in Ethiopia, mm-hmm. um, you got to see the work firsthand and to meet these brand new believers and what they were doing and, um, I, I can't forget, I mean, this is just imprinted in my brain mm-hmm. forever was, um, you know, they were said, okay, there's this pastor and they said, okay, who did you lead to the Lord? And that guy stood up and he stood next to the pastor. And then they asked that guy, they said, well, who have you led to the Lord that's in this church? And then that there's another person that got up and stood by that person. And then there was like, okay, well, who did you lead to the Lord? And it was like, well, he's like, I led my wife to the Lord. And so then she got up and stood next to him. And then they asked her, well, who have you led to the Lord that's here at this church? And, and then two people got up and stood next to her. And then they asked them, well, who have you led to the Lord? And, and so – and that was all in the last six to seven months that that just took place. And so you have like five or six generations of Christians right, right there. Right, just the, Just being passed down to one to one, down to the other, down to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just – it was just so cool. I mean it was almost like the book of Acts – was was literally yeah, like you were just watching it take place in front of you. Um, and I mean, these are people that live in thatch huts. 
they, they're out in the middle of nowhere. They have no, no, you know, source of water or food that we like to think, you know, how we think no grocery stores. I mean, this is, this is out there, but the word is being taught great. Praise and these God. people yes. are being taught to share their, not only share their faith, but they're taught how to disciple other people. And then they're taught how to plant churches. So it was cool. One guy we got to meet, he is a Timothy who's being trained by a Paul. And um, he was the local thief. They called him Coyote. And he said, you know, everyone knew me in this village and they hated me. And he said, because when they would leave to go get food, I'd go steal their stuff. And he said, the pastor kept preaching and teaching and trying to talk to me. And he goes, one day, he goes, I, I just got sick and I knew I needed something different. Well, now this guy got saved and now he is planning a church. That's amazing. Um, and, yeah. and the people that he stole from were clapping and shouting. And I mean, they were just so supportive yes. of him. Um, and so excited because they knew what God had done in his life was the real deal. That does sound like Book um, of Acts kind of stuff. It really does. It was. I mean, it was. It was amazing. That's incredible. And, um, you know, so then one of the coolest experiences, Mark, I mean, just one of the, I, I mean, this is probably one of the best, one of the best moments of my life was that I got invited to a mass baptism. So there was about 120 new believers um, that wanted to get baptized. And they invited us pastors, us American pastors, to come alongside. So I wasn't the only one baptizing, but I was coming alongside their local pastor, and we were baptizing them together. And so, I mean, it, it was just amazing. When we were walking up to the water, they were jumping, they were shouting, they were praising God. I mean, it was just, there was about 120, 150 people That's there. Great. They were just praising the Lord. And then... Um, they invited me. It was just such an honor to be able to share the word with them. And I preached like a two minute, three minute message. Don't tell my congregation I can do that. Um, but <laughs> we I won't did. tell them. We won't and tell so, them. And so, yeah, yeah. And so, um, I, and then, and then we got into the water and I was able to baptize these believers with their pastor. Um, and it was really cool. Of course, what was funny was I was doing it wrong, according to him, because every time we would baptize someone, he would look at me and he'd go in in and and he kept taking his hands and like kind of putting them in the water and I'm like I don't know what I'm doing wrong he, and he knew no English and I after about the thirtieth person I think I realized I wasn't putting their hands in the water and so <laughs> it was kind of funny uh, but he was a great guy and yeah. um and so but it was just powerful I mean yeah. just so there was this bridge that was right along um, and they were just I mean it was about an hour and a half of them just singing. And, um, we, we, after the baptism, we learned one of the songs they were singing was, um, our chains, they were singing it in Ethiopia, but they were saying, you know, our chains have been broken, therefore we will go. And then they would name a local town or village or city. And then they would say it again, our chains have been broken, therefore we are going to go. And then they name a local town or city. And, and they just kept singing that and singing that naming towns and towns and towns, because that's what they were going to do. They, their chains have been broken. Um, and they were going to go to another town. They were going to plant a church there. They were going to say more. And, you know, these were people, these people who got baptized, they had to travel about four hours, some of them by foot Mm -hmm. to be there and to get baptized. Um, but they did, I mean, it was just, it was just a powerful time. It just was. That's great. Nick. Um, Yeah. I sure. So I appreciate you sharing this. Our time is, is rapidly gone by, but man, do I ever appreciate you taking the time to do this. In about 30 seconds, just say, why should every pastor take a missions trip? 
Oh, in 30 seconds, huh? Yeah, 30 <laughs> um, seconds. No, uh, yeah. So I, I think every pastor should go into the mission field um, to, to just be encouraged yes. by what God's hand is moving yes, it over is. there. And it is so encouraging to see the work, to see God moving. Um, it, it just, it just puts flame more, more fuel to the fire, um, of your heart that man, the Holy spirit is moving and the word is powerful Amen. and people are hungry for this. So every pastor needs to see that. That's great. Well, Nick, thanks yeah. so much. Appreciate it. And, uh, we certainly will try to get you back on again sometime. Awesome. And uh, I, I've got a little leverage, so, you know, we'll, we'll <laughs> you make do, it happen yeah. again. Friends, <laughs> Thanks, thank Mark. you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Hope Along the Journey. As I always say and mean from the depths of my heart, if you look to Jesus, he'll give Thanks you hope for listening along the to today's podcast. Is truly if you would like to know more about Hope God Along the Journey, you, or if you would you like to make a listening. donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for more Hope Along the Journey.